Love, the Ballad of Clara and Jenny. This is being posted on Mother's Day. And recently, my mom mentioned that if she doesn't read about it in a blog post, she doesn't really know what's going on with me. That's a pretty fair assessment on mom's part. So, I thought it might be amusing to address Mother's Day via blog. Basically, I'm just going to talk about my mom, Jennifer True Nielsen, for a bit. The story of my mom has to start with her mom, my grandmother, Clara Boyle True. Mom's story has to start with Grandma because they are inexorably linked. That's a bit obvious in terms of genetics and being brought into the world and such, but it's more than that. I think it's safe to say my grandmother was my mother's hero. And they both embody the best of motherhood, at least as far as I'm concerned. My grandmother took motherhood to an extreme. I don't know all the fine details or where fact meets fable, but there's a family story that has been told to me since my youth to offer some explanation as to why my grandma felt it necessary to take her motherly duties to such lengths. As the story goes, there were complications during one of my grandmother's early pregnancies, and she was told she wouldn't be able to have any more children. Being the Irish Catholic woman she was, my grandma prayed. She said if God would see fit to give her more children, she would raise as many as she could. Regardless of anyone's religious beliefs, sometimes it seems the universe knows what it's doing. Grandma wound up having 14 children in 18 years, the last of whom was born on the high school graduation day of the first. That wasn't all, though. My grandmother said she would raise all the children she could, and she was true to her word. My grandparents also brought in ten foster children. My mom tells a story about coming home one day and being immediately sent back out to find a girl named Sandy, a young woman with special needs, who had come to live with them. Sandy had immediately run off, so mom had to help find this girl she'd never met before. And so it was. My grandmother took in anyone and everyone. As my mom likes to put it, coming downstairs in one's underwear was a dangerous proposition because there was no telling who might be sleeping on the couch. I don't want to discount my grandfather's role in all of this. He was a strong man, a good man, and my grandparents certainly worked together to raise their large family. But when I think of my own mother... When I consider who she really is, I picture only love, pure and simple. That, I think, can be tracked back to my grandmother. My grandmother was the center of unyielding love and kindness around which our large family circled. Of course, our family grew. I've been told that starting with my grandparents, I was the 50th person born in our family. I think my son was number 120. There have been plenty more since him, and that's just the direct line. That doesn't include everyone who's been brought into the family, and we do have a proclivity for bringing people in.
A few people have spread out over the years, but most of my extended family still lives pretty close to each other. I grew up with my aunts and uncles and cousins, most of whom lived within blocks of my grandparents. It was as if the love that emanated from that house was just too strong to pull away from. We all just orbited around it. That was my grandmother's love. That is who she was, and that is who my mother is. I think that's why my mom has sort of filled the matriarchal role in our extended family since the passing of my grandmother. That is certainly not to slight any of the incredibly warm and loving aunts I have. My mom just seems to be the family hub when there's a party to plan or sad news to disseminate or any other such family business to attend to. It's not because of age or birth order either. My mom is the 11th of the 14. I really think it's just because she radiates the same love my grandmother did. Her love has the same weight, the same gravitational force, so she tends to be at the center of things. My entire family is loving and protective and close-knit. My mom is just so much like Clara, and I think that's what she's always wanted to be. My mom is a mother above all else. She approaches the position with the singleness of purpose that made Dan Gable a great wrestler, Michael Jordan a great basketball player, Thomas Edison a great inventor, and Vincent Van Gogh a great painter. It may seem funny to mention the likes of Jenny Nielsen alongside those notable figures, but I don't think so. By many accounts, those people were relentless in their pursuits. They were obsessive, and that's how my mom is about family. She's a mother first. Every other part of human existence is tied for a distant second. Being a mother was and is my mom's purpose. If my father had went along with it, I think mom would have tried to top grandma's total. She probably would have fostered and adopted every kid she found in a tough situation, too. As it was, though, she had just us three boys, so she gave us everything she had. At times, I found her constant caring a bit annoying. It's still a little much for me from time to time. Don't get me wrong. I've never thought of my mom as anything but a great mother. Even during my teenage years when I felt it necessary to fight with her pretty constantly. I've just always liked my space. But now that I have children of my own, I recognize that in some ways, I'll always be her little boy and I understand the depth of love she must have always felt for my brothers and me. That was my mom's greatest gift to me. She gave her love, unconditional and unbridled. She didn't coddle me or helicopter parent. I had to fight my own fights, and she made sure I was tough enough to do it. She didn't let me off easy or let things slide. I got my mouth washed out when I said something I shouldn't have, and I got my mouth slapped when I talked back. 
I was hollered at if I showed up a minute late for curfew, and when I screwed up, I got in trouble. Never once did I feel unloved, though. All of those things were done in love, and I knew it. Mom gave us her best, even when it was hard. Especially when it was hard. That is what I have learned from my mother. I have learned that love is the root of all worthy endeavors. Really love is at the core of human existence. The same way it has always been at the core of our family. There is nothing more important. Joy, purpose, and high achievement can be traced to love. Despair and pain can be traced to a lack of it. I've had the good fortune to face enough challenges to learn that love is the only way through our darkest moments. And I've had enough interactions with people as an educator to know that love is the only way to truly serve and heal. Love is the only force powerful enough to stamp out hate and indifference. Love is the key to finding purpose and peace. That might all sound a little hokey or cliche or kumbaya, but I'm quite certain of it. Love is the capital truth, and I've been able to see my mother model that truth my entire life. It is why I do the things I do, and why I try to lead the life I live. One day is not enough to recognize mothers like mine, and I could never give my mom a gift that could repay even a fraction of what she has done for me. The best I can do is take her legacy of love, the legacy passed down to her by her mother, and try to live it the best I can to love my children with all my heart, to give love to those who need it, and put a little love into a world that could use it. So for my mother, who doesn't hear from me unless it's in a blog post, I'll say, Happy Mother's Day. I love you, and I'll swing by the house a little later on. Thanks. <laughs>